Good. I'd like to take my message this evening, which is entitled The Desert Road. The Desert Road, Acts, not Acts. I've got Acts on my mind. Exodus chapter 13. The Desert Road, 17, says, When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though people that was with a border, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Most of us know the story of Paul when he was on the Damascus Road in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts where he was struck down with blindness and the Lord asked him what he was doing and he said, he said who are you? And of course the Lord introduced himself and uh, told him some things and then had him go to Damascus. But we don't know the story of Ananias. Ananias was a man in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts that was told by God to go anoint, go lay hands on Saul, known also as Paul, and I'll give you further instructions. Now, in case you're not aware, it was around this time that Saul was the one persecuting the church. He was the one that had asked for letters to go to Damascus and arrest people that only crime they had committed was believing in Christ. And he arrested some and beat some and probably threw some in jail before all this, but he was on his way to do more of it, and here God asked Ananias to do something that really endangered his life, or at least he thought it did. He could not see the whole picture because, well, he's not God. Sometimes God asks us to do some things, talks we about the children of Israel on how that they were uh, in Egypt for some 400 years in slavery, and God finally did these miraculous plagues and some miraculous signs and got them set free from the slavery of Egypt. Kind of like God did miraculous things in our life and got us set free from the sin that so easily entangles us and keeps us from being what we need to be in God. He does do that through his power, through his might of the promised land. And here in this passage of Scripture, God did indeed deliver them from Egypt, but, and there's one of those things that, I don't know what they call it in English, but it's but, God realized that they weren't ready to face an army. So he commanded not that they go the straight way, the, right, the way that everybody thought they should go, but to go through the desert. Now, I can imagine being one of the children of Israel and going, Lord, what have we done that you want us to go through the desert and, feet and face certain, just let us go through the, the country of the Philistines. Well, God knew they weren't ready for that. God knew that if they faced the battle with the Philistines, they'd all turn and run back to Egypt. So God had a way hey, prepared that with us. Was, he directs us in, in a way that we think is really not good. The, 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 the children of Israel hadn't done anything. Don't confuse this with the time after they refused to go in when the 12 spies came and God made them run around circles in the wilderness. This is not that time. This is a time where they hadn't done anything except be freed from slavery, and now they were going to the promised land, which God promised them, and God said, I don't want you to go the easy way. I want you to go the difficult way. So do might be enough that we don't see the end result. We can't see the whole picture, and we question God. Kind of like I visualize Ananias question God when he said, Lord, do you know who Saul is? Do you know what Saul's been up to lately? 
do you really think I should go and lay hands on him? Because he had heard from a lot of people that Saul was persecuting the church. Here, I imagine the children of Israel, as they wandered or as they traveled, I wouldn't say wandered because that's confusing it with the 12 spies incident. When they traveled through the wilderness, every step they probably said to themselves, why in the world couldn't we go the way where there's water and food and sustenance and there's a road to walk through or down? But God said, no, I don't want you to do that. Sometimes God directs us in a roundabout way. I remember listening to Charles Stanley one time talking about how life is like a Ferris wheel. God leads us away on the, on the way, and then when we do something that, we, that was, is disobedient to God, in order to teach us, he has us go on around the Ferris sail until we come to the bottom where we can continue on our route to, so that we might learn the lesson while we're on the Ferris wheel. Well, maybe that's the way what God is doing here when he, when he takes him the roundabout way through the desert. It's not because they did anything wrong. Because it's not new they were daily to face the Philistines. Maybe in your life, God has put you on a detour. Or God has allowed you to go or led you down the desert road. It's real easy to think that, well, it's my fault. I must have done something. That's why God's punishing me. But in reality, it may not be the case at all. It may just be that God is trying to teach us that we need to be obedient to him. He's teaching us about his sovereignty. In our Sunday school lesson, we're studying the book of Esther. Esther, if you know that book, has no mention of God or prayer or anything spiritual. The closest it gets is when Mordecai asks what God Esther or see what happens. In that book, though, even though God is not mentioned, you can see the hand of God all over it. And that's the way God is in our lives. Sometimes we don't, we can't tell whether God's exactly there or not. But if we look back, we can see the hands of God all over it. The detour of, in our lives sometimes is so that we might avoid a disaster. If we go our own way and go through the country ourselves, running for us, we might find the battle too great for us and find ourselves running for our lives. But here in this passage of Scripture, God sends them on a detour on the roundabout way, the events that are to come their way. God is a great God. He, he really knows what he's doing. We don't. I know you know that, but it's just sometimes it's good to be reminded. Uh, if, God, if, I, if, I, if God left my life up to mulf me, and, and I would have I gone the way of I don't know what. I, I, don't, I didn't even want to think about it. Because without God in my life, I know that I would have probably faced the battle without him and ran for my life. But with him by my side, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He is a great and awesome God. And even though you may find yourself on a desert road and his hand is upon your life and he's directing you through the desert so that you might make it eventually to the promised land. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for this word that you have, Lord, to see your hand in our life. No, Lord, you haven't abandoned us. You are there. And even though we're in the desert during different times and different uh, ages uh, and life, we praise you for it. We glorify you for it. But we ask you, Lord, sometimes just give us a little sign that we might, that we might in our weakness 
see you and, and your will for our life. We give you all the praise and glory and pray for each one that's here tonight and pray a blessing on them. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, guys.